Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning, everyone. And welcome to Hour 2 of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on my talk, everything entertainment, everything E.T. E.T. I only play that when Alexis isn't here because she gets creeped out by E.T. Alexis is off for a couple days. Our buddy Stephanie Hansen's filling in from the Weekly Dish, Saturdays 9 to 11. And her fabulous, all-encompassing website, stephaniesdish.com. Steph, what are you doing? You still doing your foodle there? No, I've moved on. I'm I'm trying to um, make soup. <laughs> make soup? She's the soup is started. Yeah, she has it in the yeah, crock pot it's on, right now. I'm just, it's heating up as we speak. Steph is multitasking today. She's making uh, wild rice soup and helping us out on the morning show all at the same time. All at the same time. All at the same time. That's right. Yeah, it's, uh, I hope we don't, I hope it's not too smelly. I don't think it will be. It'll oh, be everyone fine. will love it. How yes. can they not? And if they don't, go home. Yeah, go home. And <laughs> okay. Come in sick. Home. There's something wrong with you. It's one of two things, Steve's Dracar cologne or wild rice soup. So it's either one. I used one. to love that cologne. I'm not going to lie. And I still get the I feels when I smell it. Uh-huh. Brings you back to the 90s. Yeah. So I got into a fight with a woman at Disney World. And uh, I'm proud of this. <laughs> Just stop there. I love I'm, it. I'm proud of this. I won't back down. And uh, so here's the here's the situation. We got a reservation, a hot reservation, at this restaurant called Space 220, which is one of the newest restaurants in Disney World, and it's the newest restaurant, I believe, in Epcot Center. And it basically is a restaurant that makes you feel like you're up in space. Half of the restaurant are these giant windows that aren't windows. They're the latest, like, LED screens. And it makes you feel like you're looking out and you just see Earth uh, through these giant windows. If you Google it, you'll see what I mean. And you take this elevator up, which you don't really do, but you take this elevator up and it makes, and and if you look down, there's a window and it looks like you're shooting up from Epcot Center up this, up into space. And it feels like a ride itself. The elevator ride is part of the experience. It's just cool. Um, but it's really hard to get into. And if you get a reservation, it's like a unicorn. So we got a reservation for whatever time. Oh, right. It open. Oh, this is important. Right. It open. And we get there and there's kind of a, there's a, a line forming. And I would say there's about a dozen people in line and we're at the end of this line. And there's a, a curve at the top of the line that goes into said restaurant. And we're standing there, and there's no cast member at the front of the line telling you anything. There's nobody there to kind of say, 
you know, do you have a reservation? We don't know if the people that are standing in line, we don't know if they're trying to do walk-ups because they do have a walk-up situation or if the people waiting in line are like us and they have a reservation. So we're now standing there for a good 15 minutes and our reservation was at open at 11 at 11:30. So again, this is very important. We've now been standing there 15 minutes with no cast member interaction and now I'm listening to the conversation of those in front of us and now behind us. There's now a smaller line form behind us. And everybody has a reservation and we're all, you know, quote unquote, a little bit late for it. And only because they're just opening. So all of a sudden, 15, almost 20 minutes into this little wait, this mother, father, and two kids in strollers come from nowhere Now, remember, I told you about the curvature, kind of like a candy cane at the top that goes into the restaurant. They cut. They come from I don't know where. And they cut at the top of the candy cane and go right to the host stand. And we're like, and I look around and I look at the couple behind me. And I look at the couple in front of us and we're all kind of like, what are they doing? Do they not see the line? Right. Do they not see the tail of the candy cane? And they start, I see the husband get get waved in. And I went, oh, no, no, no. Now, before this, Colin goes up to them and says, hey, really politely, Colin goes, hi. Hi. I was really polite. Colin goes. he didn't know this is a line? Yes. Oh, that's almost exactly what he said. He goes, hey, FYI. And he pointed to the people. He goes, we're, we're, this is the the line, right? He goes, this is the line right here. She completely ignored Colin and Colin was standing right next to her. Oh no. Completely ignored Colin. Whoa. And then they proceeded to walk more to the host stand and starts talking to the host and the host starts to seat them. And then uh, that's when I lost it. And I, I went, Hey. I look at the host. I go, I go, what are you doing? I go, ma'am. I said, and I looked at the host and the mother. I go, hey. And I went like this. I go, all of these people were all waiting. And the mother goes, we have a reservation. We're late. And I go, we are all late for our reservation. And every, every single person in line is nodding. Yeah. Yeah. Every, I go, we're all we all have reservations and we're all late because of them. Like I pointed to the, because the the place is just opening. You're not special. I didn't say that, but I'm thinking you're not. I said, we're all waiting. And she turns around and she looks at me and she says, Oh, are we going to get angry now? Are we going to get angry now? She was one of those people that you see on TikTok on a flight or at Disney. And she like crunches down. Colin said she turned like, she her whole body language changed and she like, oh, we're gonna get angry now. We're gonna get angry. And I and I looked and I laughed at her. I just kind of laughed. And I look at the host, I go, this is ridiculous. I said, I can't believe that you are gonna let them get seated. I said, because all of these people were all waiting, and you're seating these people who cut in line. 
So I turn back around. Oh, and the poor this, hostess, though. Oh, I, well, no, not poor hostess. She was awful at her job. She should be sure, fired. Alicia. Sure, sure. Alicia at 220. You should <laughs> yeah. not be employed by the Walt Disney Company. You were horrible at your job. Um, because then we we proceed to walk up and this couple behind us, this sweet lesbian couple, she looks at me and she goes, you're my hero. And I started laughing. I go, thanks. I said, I, I said, I didn't mean to lose it. I said, but hello, it's just not fair. Wait, and this woman. So think, do they get seated? Yes. No. They get seated. No. Oh, that's why Steph's saying, uh, no, I did not feel bad for Alicia. <laughs> um <laughs> I did not feel bad for her. She allowed them. And I'm looking at her going, you're not going to seat them. I said, all of us have been in line. And you're teaching these people that they can just cut every. No, You know what I always say about I hate the number one excuses. We're paying a lot of money. No, that will never fly with me because everybody at Disney's paying a lot of money. You are not special. Somebody probably saved for five years to go there. Yes. You are not special in any way. So for you to come out of oh nowhere. Oh, my God. So I got in, and this is where I I did. I asked to. Did you I, lodge a complaint? I oh, did. please. This I is the absolutely one time did. where it's absolutely yep. warranted. I Now, the manager was almost as bad as Alicia at Space 220 <laughs> on Friday at around noon. Um. I'm also calling her out on my podcast, but, um, (laughs) but the manager came out and she was, she acted like she couldn't have cared less. She's like, she did that whole, Oh, well, I'm sorry. We'll talk. We'll talk to her. No, you're not going to. Um, and as Colin and I walked up, she would not acknowledge us. She, she told everyone else what to do. But when Colin and I approached, she pointed us to another guy. She wouldn't even look at us. And, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, oh all I'm God. doing is pointing out that these people cut and you're punishing us. I you're punishing me. Go, oh, I'm sorry. Were you not waiting in the line? Were you not first? And if yeah. they said no, I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You need to go to the back. Yeah, I was. Oh, my God. I was so mad. And everybody for once, everybody was with me. Every the entire line was angry. I just happened to be the one, well, and Colin started it, but, oh, God. I hate hate these kind of lines where you have a reservation, so you think, okay, I have a reservation. I really shouldn't have to wait too long. And then they have the walk-up people, and nobody knows which is which, and so it gets just sort of chaotic, and you have to have an assertive, clear host that is like, nope, this is this line, this is that line that gives people instruction, and yes. nine times out of ten, people are just all clustered in the front, huddled around some person who's checking some computer screen. Or a simple program like Great Clips does, where it says, uh, yes. it points outward and it says, Don M is number one. Well, Cheryl is number two. Honestly, is, it's not well, that hard. This is where, and then Alicia did, event when we exited, we had to exit the same way we came in. What needed to happen that did not happen, there needed to be a cast member out there. You know what I mean? Directing people. And there usually is, but there was not an opening, which is when you really need it. Because all of us in that line were kind of standing there going, 
What are we doing? Huh? Do like, yeah. you have a You're feeling nervous. You... you need your person. Yes, we need, you know, you need, and Disney's usually so good about it, but this was just a crack in the system, and then Alicia. Was the food good? No. Not after Alicia. I don't <laughs> no, care what it tastes like. It was, yeah, it was not <laughs> worth the hype. It basically, other than those windows, it looked like a convention center. It was oh, kind of, yeah, it was a little disappointing. Sad. And it was tainted by Alicia, who worked the Friday afternoon shift <laughs> yeah, at, 220, yeah. at Space 220. <laughs> we're going to take a break. <laughs> when we come back, another thing that happened while we were uh, celebrating the holidays, the National Dog Show, Dawn has that. And then, speaking of all that uh, holiday stuff, there was, a big, there was some big drama with the NFL, CBS, and 60 Minutes last night that I saw on Twitter. That and more when we come back. What in gay hell is this? Taylor Swift. Ah. Okay. Little Taylor this Swift, is, Lavender This A's. is Taylor Swift, Dawn. This, oh, yeah, right there, Jace. Look, look at the monitor. Okay. I don't know if I like this. I feel like Dawn with the Beyonce song a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Ooh, she's not I, I, my favorite yeah, either. That's, that's grown on me a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got to keep listening. I'm I sure we'll have this. What? We will because this will be in our rotation for about four years. Yeah. So yeah. So get used to it. Yeah. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis in the morning. <laughs> Alexis taking a few days off. Our buddy Stephanie Hansen filling in, and we're grateful for that. Um, a couple things happened while we were gone for uh, the holiday. The National Dog Show dawn. Yes. All right, so this is the counter-programming to football. You yes. Know, the people yeah. that aren't watching football, uh, they have to watch things like this or maybe something streaming. But a three-year-old French bulldog, Winston, won oh, best in show. Cute. The 21st Annual yeah. National Dog Show. Um, it's partly owned by the L.A. Chargers defensive end, Morgan Fox. Wow. Really? Yes. So isn't Who that knew? crazy? Um he was the top dog over hundreds of competitors, and rarely have we seen a Frenchie. That bull, that that dog is beautiful. Beautiful you, dog. Not that Mr. Big isn't the most beautiful. Yeah, you better watch what you but. say. He's listening, Don. You know. And one of the uh, yeah, he's listening. Hello, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Biggie. One of the judges <laughs> gushed over Winston. He has a razzle dazzle that says, "I am here to win tonight." Oh boy, <laughs> and he's the perfect pet. Um. And he then some of Winston's competitors, yeah. there's an English toy spaniel that couldn't be any different. I mean, couldn't be more different. Cooper, um, <laughs> an Irish water spaniel and river, a German. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. And Shepard, but Cooper is really, really decked out. I mean, long hair, just. Let me look at this. Wow. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm looking at a different no. dog. Oh, no, look at that. Look at, I mean, Winston is smiling. That's what I love about Frenchies is that they they smile for sure. I love that they they're do. like little chunky bullets. Yeah. They're just like so solid and compact. I mean, mm-hmm. They kind of look like football players. So how funny is that, that half owned by a a football player? It is funny. Yeah. They're either, 
they're a compact, you know, uh, Big has a brother and a sister who are more lanky, a little thinner. Big <laughs> is like that. Big looks just, if you saw Stocky. Big's father, oh, he looks, ju- and that's kind of what we wanted. And again, the story goes, and it is the true story. We we quite literally had the pick of the litter. It was a Jason Show viewer whose Frenchie, I guess, had an unexpected pregnancy. Oh. And um, the woman had emailed me because I had made a joke on the Jason Show that we were thinking about getting a second dog. Now, granted, we had not talked to Dexter about this, but um, and I made just a passing comment and she had emailed me. The email got passed on to me and bada boom, bada bing, we got the pick of the litter. And we walked in and there, I think Big had, I think there literally was five or six. And Colin's like, oh my God, we brought my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. We brought a, a friend, uh, Jen, with us. Mm-hmm. And oh, uh, yeah. we, we walk in and Biggie, every other puppy was running around that room and Biggie would not leave the teat. Biggie was just <laughs> laying down, and Co- it was Colin. Credit where credits due. Colin goes, "That's our dog. That dog. No matter what you would do, Biggie would not, not release like, the. We teat. have guests. I don't care. I I'm don't busy. care. Every he was taking advantage of the situation is what I think Colin said. All oh, the other sure. dogs, all the other dogs were were busy. So he's like, "Well, pff, I get mom to myself." Come here, Teat, and boom. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, I we have a picture that. of this, and Colin laughing so hard because Biggie wanted nothing to do with us. When he had his fill, then he came over to us, but yeah. Oh, gosh. I, I can't. I don't. I try not to look at pictures of French bulldog puppies because I just, it's cute aggression. I can't stand uh-huh. it. Right. It's, I, they're cute enough as adult dogs, but then as a puppy, they're almost oh. like an alien. They're so cute. You just, just want to eat them. Just a little squishy. Yeah, you just want to eat them. Do you think well, you would get two dogs again? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, if I'm being very honest, we got to go. But um, if I'm being very honest, I, I'm also a realist. You know, my 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 boy Dex is getting older and it's breaking my heart. I try to compartmentalize. I don't think about it mm. because that's my... That's my that's my boy. I love Biggie. I love Biggie with all my heart. But Dex is my boy, and you know he's not that old. He's just turned. He's turning nine, and it's fine. But I look at his little gray, and I will be one sad person when, yeah. when I have to lose Dex. But um, and Colin asks me that. That's what I said. It's funny. He goes, "Are you? Do you want another dog?" I don't have that answer right now. I have a feeling yes, because Biggie, as Dawn knows. Um, Biggie will be so brokenhearted because Biggie doesn't mm. know life without Dex. Yeah. And I think Biggie would be lost if we didn't have a companion. I think it would, I think Biggie would have a very hard time. You'll know when all these yeah. things come to pass. Yeah. I, I couldn't even go a week without getting a new dog. Yeah. I think we'll go a little bit longer than that, but we'll <laughs> see. Yeah. Uh, when we, when we come back, a drama for the NFL, CBS, and 60 Minutes. I'm dying I, to hear because I watched oh, 60 Minutes last night. Okay. I saw this on the plane and I'm like, this is hysterical. <laughs> Plus, um, a, a story of good people and bad people at Disney. I witnessed it right in front of me when we come back. We couldn't be more delighted that you're here. Right, Flossie Dickie? Not one bit. 
<laughs> Jason and Alexis in the morning. Yes. I'm Chase. Alexis off. Stephanie Hansen's filling in. Don't forget to listen to her on the weekly dish with Stephanie March. Saturdays, 9 to 11, right here on My Talk. Don McClain is here. Hi. And you are here. Um, so this NFL thing. So I'm on the plane after being yelled at by Larry, the Orlando gate agent. And I'm sitting on the plane and I got that Wi-Fi. Delta's, uh, by the way, there's a little, let me give you a little travel thing. Delta is considering, I think they're testing it, giving free Wi-Fi on their planes. Like if you're. Why don't they? Yeah, I think. It probably costs them nothing. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm I'm on the Wi-Fi and texting Dawn and looking at stuff for the show and. I see that 60 Minutes is trending, which is not unusual for a Sunday night when it airs. But And there is actually a great story that I'll tell you about tomorrow that Scott Pelley did. But anyway, I guess what had happened, and somebody smarter in football than me needs to fill in some blanks here. But I guess there was a Raider, a big moment between the Raiders and the Seahawks that NFL red zone. So I guess you have to pay for NFL red zone. It's like, um, like a subscription service to get, I guess all the games from the NFL or whatever mm-hmm. through NFL network. This wasn't a nationally televised game. Cause you know, the networks, there are some games that are national. This was not a national game. And I'm already getting into the weeds. I know a lot about television. The The inner workings of the NFL contracts, I admit, is a blind spot for me. But any hoodly doodly. So NFL Red Zone, um, I guess, cut away from that game and told the viewers to go to their local CBS affiliate. So millions of football fans turned to CBS only to find 60 minutes on. And you can imagine football fans all riled up. And it's Raiders fans. It's the Raiders, and they do not get, I guess there was a really good play. Okay, and again, I'm not going to sit here and try to talk in the vernacular. It was a really, it was something here, Barstool Sports wrote, Most of America couldn't watch an 86-yard Josh Jacobs house call because CBS wouldn't switch off from 60 minutes. Oh, my God. They did win 40-34. to That makes sense. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what... Come on, Barstool Sports. You know know more than I do about this. You know it's not... They were kind of gaslighting here. They were kind of getting the football fans riled up. Because they know better than most, it doesn't work like that. Because if CBS doesn't have a license for it across the country, they can't just pull the game up. There are zones where it's so complicated and convoluted. Yeah, this this was a game-winning touchdown run in the overtime. You know what was happening on 60 Minutes, though? (laughs) There was a great story about how animals are more like people than we think. 
Yeah. And they're using mm-hmm. animals for cancer research. It was mm-hmm. really heartwarming and very good. We're very much like wolves, friends. Yeah. Well, and some people were like wolves on Twitter. They were very <laughs> angry at the, the Tiffany the network. The black hole was going crazy there. Yeah. So people are blaming CBS. Now, look, I, I, I don't work for them. I love CBS. I have an affection for them. The home of Dallas and Knott's Landing. But I would gladly make fun of them. What happened? It's, it, well, I blame Red Zone. Whatever the hell that is, I blame this. Like where you, so you can sign up on Red Zone uh, for on YouTube TV, just Dish Network. It's just basically a streaming pass for all the games. Oh, God. Yeah, Panda. Platinum Panda. Platinum My Talker. NFL Red Zone is different than uh, live games in that it just only shows hot plays. It flips between all oh. games being shown at the time to show active plays. Ooh. It's hard to keep track of for a normal person like me, but I think people who play fantasy po- football probably perfect. love it. Oh, it's perfect oh, yeah. for them. Yeah, this so, is why I would you, go Panda. in real time to Buffalo Wild Wings with my entire <laughs> roster and be watching all the games at once to see where my players were and how they were doing. Yeah. So anyway, they made them. I blame them. They told people to switch to the CBS affiliate. They and depending, that. Well, and depending on where you were in the country, your local CBS affiliate didn't have the rights to it. No, it's not CBS's fault. But Twitter, they were they were lighting CBS on fire. It's like no, it's not as easy as turn the game on. It's not now. Millions no. of Raiders fans hate sixty minutes. Yeah, unnecessarily. <laughs> Too sad. I don't know yeah. if a lot of them watch 60 Minutes. Yeah, I don't think that. Yeah. That's okay. Best I'm show. both a fan of the Raiders and 60 Minutes, so. Yes. Um, I saw an example of the best of humanity and the worst of humanity at Disney. Ooh. I think that's the place thought, where you'd see it. I thought yeah. uh, the woman who got in front of the line at 220 Restaurant was the worst. Oh, she was. But this is another horrible oh, no. person. I shouldn't say horrible. I just... A lack of empathy. So here's the deal. The nighttime show called Fantasmic returned at Hollywood Studios. And it's shown at this giant amphitheater, kind of like the Hollywood Bowl. Again, radio of the mind, outdoor amphitheater, thousands of benches just in a like a half circle. Again, like the Hollywood Bowl. So you can kind of get the visual to my left. There's, uh, they weren't filling that section, but they allowed certain families to sit there. To which I learned because I was eagle-eared and we were sitting there for an inordinate amount of time. A lot of these poor families toward the top, they were families that had children um, with autism. Or, or some type of situation where they either needed to be able to exit quickly or wanted to be as far away from the stage as possible for whatever reason. Sensory issues, typically. Exactly. So I see this delightful family. And the one child, um, it's the siblings, a, a brother, a sister, and then the child that is, uh, I've identified, uh, I'm listening, and he is the, he is the child with, with, um, with some sort of sensory issues. And, and the cool mom. Then there's another family that sits in front of them. Uh, mom, grandma, dad, sibling, and then the young man um, who I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to diagnose the young man, but um, I would imagine had some sort of sensory issues. So you kind of get the situation. 
more people start filling in like five or six rows in front of them. Mm. The child from the second family throws his iPad, gets a hold of the mom's iPad mm-hmm. and chucks it, like throws it down. And it makes, because those seats are aluminum, it makes a horrible sound. And everybody turns and looks. And the mother gets up and gets the iPad. And sits back down. And then about about 10 minutes later, it fills up a little bit more. And the young man throws a popcorn bucket. And it hits this woman in her back. Uh this This is a... Mickey Mouse plastic, now hard plastic, but a Mickey Mouse bucket that the child then he gets a hold of it again. The mom's trying to control the situation. Bless her heart. Mm. He gets a hold of it and he throws it again and it hits this woman in her back. And I hear a, (gasps) and this woman that got hit with the Mickey Mouse popcorn bucket (laughs) turns around and you would have thought that this poor kid, this poor boy, you would have thought they committed the biggest atrocity to her, the biggest crime again. She made such a stink. And I felt so horrible for the little boy. And then the poor mom. Who is mortified. Who's mortified and is trying to deal. So she goes up, she grabs the popcorn bucket. And I I see her uh, obviously apologizing to the woman. And the woman just is... Not giving her any grace. And I'm thinking, come on, lady. It's a Mickey Mouse popcorn bucket. And the mother is obviously explaining that her son has some sort of sensory issue. Sure. He's on the spectrum, perhaps. So she sits back down and she just looks. It breaks my heart. Like Colin's uh, at the concession stand and I'm just I'm watching Mm. this and it's killing me. It's breaking my heart. Um, she sits back down and now, so that's the horrible woman making a scene unnecessarily, even when she realizes what's happening. The mother of the other boy with sensory issues. I I could cry thinking about it. She looks at the mom and she goes, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And starts talking, like starts helping out and taking and starts giving popcorn to the other boy. And I hear her explain that her son is on the spectrum and giving her mom, giving the other mom tips on how to deal with these live productions. Cause I guess I, she was kind of a loud talker. She goes to Disney a lot and it was such, it was so beautiful to see one mom, a complete stranger help out another mom who was feeling the, the, the stress, you know? Yeah. The wrath too of the first of the wrath lady and embarrassment and, you know, and she just wants her kid to have a really good night. And it takes a village, no it, matter who your kid is or yes. what able-bodiedness they have. Yeah, All of us have been in that position where the kids are naughty or acting out or having a tantrum in Target. It just, to that mother out there, I don't know her name. She had beautiful hair. Um, you're just a good human. I kept saying that to Colin when Colin came back. I explained the situation like, I pointed to her. I said, that is a good human right there. They And through the entire show, I kept turning back to look because the boy was so happy. He just looked. He had he calmed down. You know, he was very calm and he loved the show, it looked like. But I kept looking at that mother and I thought, you're just a good lady. And she talked to that other boy throughout the entire show. 
Um, he got he wanted to get up at some point, and she helped the mother like sit him back down, and it just I don't know. It just made me very happy. Yeah, that there's that there good, are people good people in the world. For every Bad crabby person. Karen, there's a a, a nice happy person. Helen. A happy yeah. Helen, yes. When we come back. Now we're going to go back to bad people. Am I the asshat part one next? Let's get right to it. Am I the asshat uh, part one? Welcome back. Am I, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an ass. Am I wrong? Am I the asshat? Part one. Part one. Here's the first one. Am I the asshat for asking my girlfriend to start making me breakfast every morning? <laughs> I'm a 27-year-old male. I've been living with my girlfriend, who's 29, for several months. For the most part, things are really good, and I plan to propose soon and hopefully have at least a couple of kids with her. However, we've run up against a conflict. She's an absolute morning person. I hate mornings. By the time I force myself out of bed in the morning and into the shower, she's already been up for at least 30 minutes, even though she has to be at work later than I do. And is at the stove making breakfast. She likes a huge breakfast in the morning. She usually has eggs, either French toast or pancakes, hash browns or breakfast potatoes, and sausage or bacon. Sometimes on weekends, it's ham or steak. (laughs) She eats almost nothing for lunch and usually has a smallish dinner, but she loves a huge breakfast. Meanwhile, I only ever have cold cereal for breakfast, or maybe if I'm feeling really ambitious, some instant oatmeal and orange juice. I only ever start to come alive halfway through my second cup of coffee and definitely don't feel like cooking in the morning. However, my girlfriend obviously does, so I recently asked her if she'd start making breakfast for me. She asked if we were going to trade off, and I'd sometimes make breakfast for her, too. I told her no, but reminded her that I do often make dinner for her. She said that since we trade off making dinner, we should trade off making breakfast, too. I told her that there was no way I'll ever be able to muster that kind of energy first thing in the morning. But but that since she obviously can, she should just make me breakfast, too. I said that it would take next to no extra effort on her part to throw in a couple more eggs, strips of bacon, an extra portion of hash browns, etc., since she's already doing it for herself anyway. But it started a fight with her saying that it wasn't fair for me to expect her to think of me in the morning since I don't do the same for her. She seems to think that her making breakfast for me should um, for me should figure out into some of our division of labor and that I should do something extra in return. But I think that since she makes a huge breakfast for herself every morning anyway, that throwing an extra portion of whatever she's making on for me would take Little to no effort on her part. So why should I have to do more for her in return than I already do? Am I the asshat? Steph? Well, he wasn't until the last, like, minute and a half. (laughs) Where it became about the division of labor labor for the woman. Yep. And he's, like, not willing to do anything extra because it takes her no effort. He doesn't get to judge the effort. Well, soup's ready. (laughs) <laughs> that beeping you hear is Stephanie's soup that it's she's my making. Pot. Oh my god! Okay. Oh god! I um, love it. Okay, so generally, is it any bigger deal for her to make him a little more breakfast? No. But uh, by the way, like if this is the kind of stuff that's happening now, <laughs> when you add kids to this mix, right. or a pet, or, or anything else that requires yep 
communication. You're or compromise. I don't know. My answer to a lot of these are don't get married. Don't get, yes. You, so many of these. If this is something yes. that you fight over. I'm just thinking of, listen, I'm not perfect and ne- neither is my relationship. But if my boyfriend, MC, asked me to just throw on some extra stuff, I would because I love it. Of course. Yeah. I would never. I'm not saying she's the asshat. I just think that. I mean, the internet has labeled him the asshat. It's a matter I, of degrees, though. It's yes, he's a little bit because Don's apps are a little yeah, bit. Don's absolutely right. This wouldn't even be an issue. Look, Colin and I, just like every real couple, we squabble, blah blah blah. This would not be an issue with us because Colin is so kind and just just natural. He just naturally would do it anyway. He would just naturally yeah. do it. I would do it after a little bit of convincing. Then I, I'm just joking. Um, uh, no, I would do it. I mean, I make breakfast all the time in the summer. So I, it's just something that I love to do and makes me happy. So Yeah. And plus, I think the real issue here is there is some resentment about somebody who is a morning person and somebody who isn't. There's a judgment there. She's probably judging him for sleeping in. Yeah. And he's obviously judging her saying like, well, she, does, she doesn't even have to be work later. I mean, for some reason she gets up. You know, it's like, there's the issue. It's not really about the breakfast. No, somebody thinks somebody is lazy. It's yeah. about the division of labor. I'm serious. Yes, there there is it. a laziness issue. That's it. Yep. That that this is coming out. It's coming out sideways. Have you ever been with bacon. a lazy person, though? It's hell. Yes, it is. Yeah. And Colin is very much not. I yes, know. I mine isn't anymore either. Goodness, but in the day yeah. of the dating pool, yeah, I had no. a real dope. Yeah, MC, Kurt, Colin, good guys. We're going to take a break. Part two, when we return.